0: what's up everybody welcome to building our power this is gabby and kt and we're back with another episode uh follow us on social media if you like at building our pwr also we were guests on the comrade classroom podcast we talked about a lot of great stuff with the family over there so we will definitely put that link
1: in the description if you'd like to listen to it kt has some updates Yeah, so um, today's update, I just want to let you guys know and remind you that, yes, we are pairing with 901 Community Fridge to help keep the fridge stocked over here. Um, Please, 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 if you can, donate to the PayPal um, so that you can help us purchase food for the fridge. Uh, It does help the homeless here in our community or the poor who are not able to get on food stamps, the working poor, um, definitely, we'd like to also add some QR codes to the food that we do send into the fridge, um, which helps us educate our, our current community on resources for them. Um, definitely, our goal is $150, and right now we have only made $15 by selling t shirts on TeePublic. Um, so, if you will please help us help our community that would be great. Um, if you
0: like If, we if you like.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. Um definitely I do want to uh just go ahead and get us started here. Today's episode we are going to be highlighting uh, the Kambahi River Collective statement. This is part 3 of our series and um Gabby's going to be our reader. So, uh definitely Gabby, you want to go ahead and get started where we left off on um, part 2.
0: Yes, this is part three. Uh, We were talking about last episode uh, some of the problems that they've had organizing black women around black feminism. Um, Also, this was another big topic on TikTok. You want to check it out. And a lot of black men were coming at my neck. But it's true. And it's a good conversation to have. All right, let's get back into it. When we first started meeting early in 1974, after the NBFO, First Eastern Regional Conference, we did not have a strategy for organizing or even a focus. We just wanted to see what we had. After a period of months of not meeting, we began to meet again late in the year and started doing an intense variety of consciousness raising. The overwhelming feeling that we had is that after years and years, we finally found each other. Although we were not doing political work as a group, individuals continued their involvement in lesbian politics, sterilization abuse, and abortion rights work. Third World Women's International Women's Day activities and support activities for the trials of Dr. Kenneth Edlin, Joan Little, and Inez Garcia. During our first summer, when membership had dropped off considerably, Those of us remaining devoted serious discussion to the possibility of opening a refuge for battered women in the black community. There was no refuge in Boston at the time. We also decided around the time to become an independent collective since we had serious disagreements with the NBFO's bourgeois feminist stance and their lack of a clear political focus. Okay, so pretty much just saying... Uh, this was the thinking they had around, you know, what is it we want to focus on? And if you remember last week, we talked about how it was hard to organize the black women because if they were to challenge these systems of patriarchy, they might be out on the street. Mm -hmm. And according to them, it wasn't even no uh, places for better women to go in the black community. So they were trying to uh, create conditions That would make it easier for women to challenge this stuff, which is something that we have to remember, whether we're trying to get people to challenge uh, patriarchy, sexism, racism, or whatever. We have to give people resources and communities in which to fall back on when it gets hard fighting those systems.
1: Right. Uh,
0: We also were contacted at the time by socialist feminists, with whom we had worked on abortion rights activities, who wanted to encourage us to attend the National Socialist Feminist Conference in Yellow Springs. One of our members did attend, and despite the narrowness of the ideology that was promoted at the particular conference, we became more aware of the need for us to understand our own economic situation and to make our own economic analysis. In the fall, when some members returned, we experienced several months of comparative inactivity and internal disagreements, which were first conceptualized as a lesbian-straight split, but which were also the result of class and political differences. During the summer, those of us who were still meeting had determined the need to do political work and to move beyond consciousness-raising and serving exclusively as an emotional support group. At the beginning of 1976, when some of the women who had not wanted to do political work and who also had voiced disagreements stopped attending of their own accord, we again looked for a focus. We decided that at the time, with the addition of new members, to become a study group. We had always shared our readings with each other, and some of us had written papers on black feminism for group discussion a few months before this decision was made. We began functioning as a study group and also began discussing the possibility of starting a black feminist publication. We had a retreat in the late spring, which provided a time for both political discussion and working out interpersonal issues. Currently, we are planning to gather together a collection of black feminist writings, we feel that it is absolutely essential to, to de- demonstrate the reality of our politics to other black women and believe that we can do this through the writing and the distribution of our work. The fact that individual black feminists are living in isolation all over the world, that our own numbers are small, and that we have some some skills in writing, printing, and publishing makes us want to carry out these kinds of projects, as a means of organizing black feminists as we continue to do the political work in coalition with other groups. Okay, so pretty much that paragraph was talking about some of the trouble they had in the beginning, Mm -hmm. which, okay, there was a lesbian-straight split, which can happen, because let me tell you, these heterosexual women, they can sometimes have a conflict of interest, let's just be real, And then there was a political class uh, strife as well. And they said they went to, one of the women went to a socialist uh, meeting. Mm -hmm. And they began to see, okay, well, yeah, let's talk about the social stuff that's going on. But a lot of these problems are tied to capitalism as well. Right. And if you have black feminists that are still, like, bourgeoisie that still are okay with upholding certain systems, they just want to be girl boss, Mm. then there obviously can be a rift. And there was one when they started saying, yeah, we finna be working for the working class black women.
1: Literally.
0: Then it's not sexy no more. Then it's not nothing I can go to Hillary Clinton them to no more. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of some of the problems they were having. And uh, they eventually were like, okay, we got to start doing stuff politically. So they started out doing uh, study groups and publishing black feminist writings. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number four, black feminist issues and projects. During our time together, we have identified and worked on many issues of particular relevance to black women. The inclusiveness of our politics makes us concerned with any situation that impinges upon the lives of women. Third world and working people. We are, of course, particularly committed to working on those struggles in which race, class, and sex are simultaneous factors in oppression. We might, for example, become involved in workplace organizing at a factory that employs third-world women or picket a hospital that is cutting back on already inadequate health care to a third-world community or set up a rape crisis center in the black neighborhood. Organizing around welfare and daycare concerns might also be a focus, The work to be done and the countless issues this work represents merely reflect the pervasiveness of our oppression. Issues and projects that collective members have actually worked on are sterilization abuse, abortion rights, battered women, rape, and healthcare. We have also done many workshops and educationals on black feminists on college campuses, at women's conferences, and most recently for high school women. Okay, so this is pretty much them conceptualizing, okay, what kind of um work can we do? Which shows you that as a black feminist, right, your work is already finna be more complex than what these layman little white leftists is talking about.
1: Whoa. You know what that reminds me of? It kinda reminds me of the thought, uh You remember when they had that woman's march and all those white women Mm. had those vagina hats on and it just like it's it's almost like, well, it's not almost like it is like they have no understanding of really what's going on. And just like we talk about these white women really in in white people in general, um, the only thing they really want at the end of the day is, is power. Yeah. That's really what it is about, and just power of the,
0: for themselves
1: for to oppress. Right, correct, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, Oh, uh, let's talk about that women's march. What the heck was the women's march? What the heck was the women's march? How did that affect? How did that affect any working class poor woman? It
1: literally did nothing. I'm sorry. How did
0: that affect rape culture? How did that affect? Uh, pay imbalance. How did that affect uh black women and the conditions in which they work in? It didn't. But that's what I'm talking about. See people say that black feminism is divisive. Whether it's coming from white people, where it's coming from white feminists, where it's coming from black men, whoever. It's divisive, but it's the only thing hitting every point. Yep. It's the only thing making sure the least of these Are getting addressed, because if not, y'all bourgeois, uh, I want power asses, it's going to be the same old, same old.
1: Yep.
0: Do better. Um, one issue that is of major concern to us that we have begun to publicly address is racism in the white women's movement. As black feminists, we are made constantly and painfully aware of how little effort white women have made to understand and combat their racism, which requires, among other things, that they have a more than superficial comprehension of race, color, and black history and culture. Eliminating racism in the white women's movement is, by definition, work for white women to do. But we will continue to speak to and demand accountability on this issue. In the practice of our politics, we do not believe that the end always justifies the means. Many reactionary and destructive acts have been done in the name of achieving, quote unquote, correct political goals. As feminists, we do not want to mess over people in the name of politics. We believe in collective process and a non-hierarchical distribution of power within our own group and in our vision of a revolutionary society. We are committed to a continual examination of our politics as they develop through criticism and self-criticism as an essential aspect of our practice. In her introduction to Sisterhood is Powerful, Robin Morgan writes, I, have the, I haven't the faintest notion what possible revolutionary role white heterosexual men could fulfill since they are the very embodiment of reactionary vested interest power. Exactly. Let's talk about it. Let's go up back to the beginning where they said that white women's movement
1: mm-hmm.
0: are racist from the jump. Here's my question. Even for the quote-unquote intersectional feminists, these white women, now they want to be intersectional feminists. How does that play in your daily life and not just on social media?
1: Yep.
0: KT. What you
1: mean?
0: How are you living as an intersectional feminist in your daily life? How can a white feminist live intersectionally, whatever the heck that means? in their daily life, because to to me, it feels like a lot of capping, it feels like a lot of look at me, it feels like a lot of I'll prop up some people, I'll repost some stories, but then if you go to their house, if you look at where they live, if you look at where they go to church, if you look at their friends, if you look at who they hang around, it might be one or two black people, and they never interact with black people unless it's a conference or something, it's it's giving me very much performative, and there's also a capitalist uh, gain in being a performative internet in uh intersectional feminist Now, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, pretty much a hundred percent. I I want to kind of add too. It's like when you say you're living as an intersectional feminist, what what does that even mean? Like, you can't live as intersectional feminist unless yeah. you have those in- intersections. Uh, the only intersections that, you know, uh, sh- white women are going to have is being a woman. I- if they're cisgendered, sh- cis-heterosexual, the only time, the only intersections that they are currently living within is just a woman. That's not even an intersection. That's, that's one That's, one that's role. literally, that's one role. So you, you can't live as an intersection. You, even as... Uh, like they're, It's basically like them just twisting the word, like you said, in order for them to seem uh, like they're doing something when we know that it's just performative.
0: Because I'm like, what's the point of a white woman saying I'm an intersectional feminist? Why don't you just say I'm an anti-racist feminist?
1: Because they don't want to acknowledge that they play some harm into black people's uh, livelihoods. Uh, We talk about this, and I've talked about this. Everything always turns back around to white people not wanting to acknowledge their own racist ideology, their own racist thoughts. Um, And we talk about how white people literally uh, will say, oh, well, I'm friends with X, Y, and Z, or I'm this, I'm that, you know, I'm over here, I'm at the, I'm at the, uh, the protest, I'm doing all this stuff, but at the end of the day, you're still just as racist, you live in a gigantic house with your racist family members, you're not calling your racist family members out, you're not writing your racist family members off, are you truly living uh, for the cause, or are you doing it so that you can become a part of the group?
0: Yeah, and then something else that's interesting is like they'll be like, it's kind of like my friend, my best friend is black. It's like, okay, yes, you have one or two black friends, but uh, have you ever thought about? Does my friend feel like I have to cold switch around me? Does my friend feel like they have to hold their tongue around me? Does my friend really tell me about everything they got going on? Does my friend feel comfortable about telling me if I'm doing something racist? Does my friend... No. No, they No, don't. they don't. All right, so I didn't know there was only one sentence left. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go back to the top. I haven't had the faintest notion what possible revolutionary role white heterosexual men could fulfill since they are the very embodiment of reactionary vested interest power. As black feminists and lesbians, we know that we have a very definite revolutionary task to perform, and we are ready for the lifetime of work and struggle before us. Unfortunately, they did not last. Um, yeah, so what, what are your closing thoughts about the Combahee River Collective, as we're coming up to week three, and about what we learned about them and what we can learn from them. KT?
1: So my closing thoughts is that um, the same things that we're talking about now affected those same lesbians, those same queer people, those same black queer people um, in the 60s and 70s. And so that just tells us that there is definitely, we, we need to stop talking and we need to find another outlet. They've done it, we, we can learn from them and we can say, okay, well, that's what they did. And we need to find something else and do something else because it's obvious that if they ended, which we don't know why they ended, but it's obvious that if they ended and there has not been much change, then there's a lot of work that we uh, as lesbians and we as queer people need to be doing uh, in helping the black queer people, the black queer lesbians, things like that. So that that's kind of my closing thought. It's just that it hasn't stopped. Nothing has changed. Yeah. Um.
0: And also, I mean, you know, they were, like you said, talking about the same stuff. So what does it tell us? White women, if they ain't on board now, they ain't finna be on board.
1: That's correct. Okay.
0: Black men, if they ain't on board now, I'm still arguing with y'all about how black men can oppress. Y'all ain't finna be on board. We have to form our own coalitions around, they had it right, economics, race, sex, class, all that stuff, in order to get this stuff done and to build coalitions. And to not waver on your beliefs, and not dumb yourself down, quiet yourself when it when when people are telling you you're being divisive. Because here's my thing: if the revolution happened tomorrow and capitalism was over, I'd still be black. I still have to deal with patriarchy. So what the hell are we doing? You might as well work on this stuff first because that seems like the easiest thing we can get done instead of trying to overthrow an entire government. So intersectionality is important. Identity politics is important. Don't let these folks switch these words. These are important words. And I definitely... um, Encourage you to, of course, read the statement and hope this encourages you to get more into black feminist texts. Definitely, it has encouraged us. I got some books up on the line I want us to read too. Um, and yeah, so, uh, KT, do you have any more remarks? KT is trying to make me finish up real fast. I wonder why. Uh, (laughs) Um, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Gabby. And uh, this has been Building Our Power. Hit us up at Building Our PWR. Hit KT up at KT Does Art. Hit me up at Gab Beats Music. And we're out.